Hello there and welcome to another Eurogamer newscast and we're back this week discussing the latest developments in the ongoing saga that is Microsoft's attempts to buy Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion and the dramatic hearing this week that the press weren't invited to in Brussels and the subsequent press conference afterwards which some press were invited to. Joining me as ever to discuss all of that and what this might mean for Microsoft, it's Eurogamer's news reporting team. We've got Ed Nightingale. Hello. Victoria Kennedy. Hello. Liv Nunn. Hello. And I'm Tom Phillips. So Tuesday this week, uh, Microsoft sandwiched the day with a series of announcements trying to, I think, move the deal on, get the ball rolling with regulators, which uh, TLDR, three big ones across the world, in the US, UK, and in Europe, are all saying, Microsoft, you shouldn't be able to own all of this stuff. It will make you too big, too commanding of control in the video games industry. Um, the start of the day on Tuesday, we got the news that Microsoft had formally signed a contract with Nintendo so that Nintendo platforms, Switch, probably Switch 2 by the time all of this actually gets sorted out, will get Call of Duty. Of course, that's contingent on the deal actually happening. So in effect, at the moment, they've got a bit of paper, which means nothing until the deal happens. Um, the end of the day was uh, the press conference with media in Brussels. I was there in attendance and uh, Microsoft President Brad Smith held up um well firstly he announced that microsoft was doing a deal with nvidia which obviously owns geforce a big pc cloud game streaming service uh saying that xbox games would come to that and if the deal goes through call of duty will come to that as well um in effect removing a big potential competitor to call of duty being on game pass if the deal happens uh and you know, removing the suggestion that Microsoft might have undue uh, control and a monopoly on the streaming availability of the game. Uh, so those are the two sort of slices of bread, Nintendo in the morning and uh, Nvidia in the evening. But Microsoft was busy in Brussels in the middle of all that, trying to hammer out what it wanted to uh, get Sony to agree to, which was you know, the gist of this deal that Activision Blizzard would be owned by Microsoft. Um, Microsoft has in the past tried to get Sony to sign a 10-year contract to keep things at the status quo as they are now, Call of Duty on PlayStation. But Sony has refused because it's quite happy with the status quo, which is that Microsoft doesn't own Call of Duty. Um, yeah, it's it was a funny, funny old day. Um, at the press conference in the evening, we weren't quite sure what was going to be announced, whether there had been some kind of breakthrough with PlayStation in the middle of all this, but not that was not to be the case. Um, which left the day feeling, to me at least, on the ground, um, like an odd sort of sandwich where, you know, Microsoft had come along with these pre-prepared announcements to talk about, kind of in case there wasn't really a filling to the day. And that was what we got. We got uh, the two slices of bread. 
you know, we could say, was Sony ever going to, you know, suddenly decide to turn around uh, on Tuesday and play ball? I think they, uh, they would, though. Do you, you I, think that they, they, they thought it might happen? I think so, yeah. I think they definitely had... Um... Yeah, in my mind, I think they had the NVIDIA and the, uh, the Nintendo stuff. But I think they were hoping that there would be more definitely on Tuesday. I think having everyone out there showed that they were optimistic that something was about to happen. That was not that the stuff with Nintendo is not, you know, nice. But, you know, it's not the big news that I think they would have arranged that sort of thing for. It would certainly have helped Microsoft if PlayStation had decided to play ball because you know obviously they can they can convince PlayStation and PlayStation can be like it's fine and the regulators can still say mm, we're not happy with this and you still own too much stuff but having PlayStation on board would certainly help. PlayStation is the loudest uh, kind of uh, voice against this deal happening. They have a lot of concerns. Obviously, they don't want to give up market share and things like that. Um, yeah, so I guess my question is, uh, do you think, in the eyes of the regulators, those two bits of bread were enough to move the needle into a place where potentially Microsoft, never mind what PlayStation wants or thinks, will get the deal through? Or does it need to do more? I Ed, what do you think? More. Um, I think it probably needs to do a bit more. Um, I mean... I have to say, I do, I do really enjoy your sandwich analogy, not just because I'm hungry, but because I think that does really make sense in that the real meat of this whole thing is very much Microsoft versus Sony. And that's what we're all waiting for. We're waiting for this big battle, this, you know, clash, clash in the courtroom, which we, as you said, uh, even from the press conference, didn't really get to find out very much about that. Um, so it's nice that we've got Nintendo on side, or Microsoft have got Nintendo on side. It's nice that they've got NVIDIA on side, but that's not, I don't think, enough of a clincher um, to get the deal through. I think it, it has to be Sony. And I think Microsoft knows that. The way that they are, this whole thing is pitched as, as these two companies against each other. The way even Microsoft in that press conference, when they held up that pie chart, which I just find really amusing, when they're talking about console, console share in Europe, and it's 80% Sony and 20% Microsoft, which, which A, is putting them against each other very explicitly, and B, is completely ignoring Nintendo, who they've just done a deal with to prove a point. And I'm like, well, what happened to Nintendo in the pie chart? Um, so I, I still feel like a lot of this really hinges on Sony. And maybe they were optimistic that Sony would sign um, this week. But even if... Even if as happened, Sony didn't, they've still got the theatrics of we're bringing the press along. We've got all these announcements to make. Look, look what an effort we're making. Sony, why aren't you doing anything? Why are you silent? And it's the louder that Microsoft are and the more theatrical they can be about it with holding up a contract and all of that stuff. It just makes Sony look a bit miserable by comparison, like they're not trying to play ball. So it might, it might go in Microsoft's favor now having, having put on these theatrics, but ultimately there's not a lot to it until Sony actually sign. I like that you mentioned the contract. That was the image that stuck in my head was the, we have the contract right here. That was wild. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bizarre moment to see the president of Microsoft hold up these, you know, this sort of paper clipped 
sheaf of A4 pages, which he supposedly, he says, carries around with him, you know, on the off chance that Jim Ryan just pops up from behind a bush with a biro saying, oh, I'm ready to sign it now. It was all theatrics. And, um, and I, and I, it actually does happen. I'm going to (laughs) be this big monumental moment in history of gaming history. Yeah. All it is, is a signature on a piece of paper at the end of the day. Like it kind of makes it real. It's, um, it, it was just a weird, it was a weird moment. And it made me think about something that, um, a journalist that I spoke to just before the press conference began, uh, whose entire job was, um, these EU European commission, antitrust mergers and acquisitions issues. That's, that's their beat. And, um, they work in, in Brussels entirely on that. And I said to him, you know, he said to me, I don't really know much about video games. I was like, that's fine. I don't really know much about mergers and acquisitions. <laughs> but, and I said, from um, your perspective, who sees these things literally every day of the year, what is there anything different about this one? Is it bigger than most? And he was like, yeah, sometimes. But, um, you know, like it's all theatrics. It's all theatrics because the European Commission and the other regulators need to be seen to be doing something. And then in response, the companies involved need to be seen to be doing something to, oh, you know, well, we'll, we'll, we'll dial back on that. You know, we'll, we'll offer a concession on that thing. Or they'll come up with deals with, you know, in my view, two companies that, well, I think in everyone's view, they, they weren't the main antagonist from Microsoft's point of view in this. They're not PlayStation. Um, and I, I, I do agree with the theory that sort of this is these are deals which have been done to make sony look isolated to make it look not like microsoft's trying to do this thing and the whole industry hates it but microsoft's doing this thing and a lot of the industry thinks it's good too and it's just playstation over here being an issue so do you really want to listen to it playstation look at them they've got that big pac-man sized chunk of the pie chart and xbox is just a little bit in the middle that gets gobbled up so, and by isolating PlayStation, you minimize their concerns. So I think that is what it was all about. You're not going to play ball with us, PlayStation? Fine, right. We're going to un- try and undermine you, you know, in a, in, a, in a corporate way. But we're going to try and undermine you. So anyway, uh, Liv, what do you think that Xbox could still do? If the regulators say that was very fun and games, Microsoft, but I don't believe your pie charts, you're going to still need to do more. Um, what do you think Microsoft could still do now on top of getting Nintendo and Nvidia on side um, to sweeten the deal a little bit more for those regulators? What could they offer, do you think? I don't really know. I mean, I was I was thinking about this last night. Like, what does the Nintendo deal actually get them? Because when I was thinking about it, I was like, how many people, like, with switches would use it to play card right <laughs> i feel like if you if you want to play card you you probably already got a way to play it and it being on switch you're not just gonna all of a sudden go oh you know what actually i'll I'll just switch to my switch instead to play it because it just seems like not a great way to play card it's a good point because microsoft trotted out a figure of 150 million devices which they said with the nintendo and nvidia deals would now have access to cod if the deal went through 
which didn't previously. And I'm interested to know how they got that 150 million figure. You know, have they just totaled up the number of switches that are out there and the number of people that are subscribed to NVIDIA GeForce now? But as you say, I would bet, you know, they could make Call of Duty available on COD and it would absolutely not sell 150 million units or whatever the, uh, it's somewhere in the low 100 million, isn't it now? Like Switch Lifetime, it's not going to sell anywhere near that, you know, like, Mario Kart is an anomaly for selling about a ratio of 50% or just under the user base has it. Nowhere near 150 million people are actually going to have access to this now. And people don't buy Switch for it. So. No, I think most people buy Switches for Nintendo games. Um, the exclusives, they're the ones that always sell the most. That's what people know to, to play on a Switch. And I think feel even Nintendo is somewhat positioned Switch as the sort of second console. Like if you're the hardcore gamer, um, you're going to get a PlayStation or an Xbox and then the Switch is kind of your extra one to play Nintendo games. So yeah, if COD is available on that, why would you choose a terrible cloud version? Um, or even then, is it something that's going to happen on Switch 2 in three years time? I was going to um, say, just to play devil's advocate. In which advocate, case, there's a bit more power it's... there, but future hardware they're thinking and i also think that what would switch or any future things have is the fact that it's a hybrid so you could play cod on the go more readily i mean cod mobile is popular isn't it i don't know i've never played that one i saw this one time i was on the train and i saw a guy next to me playing it and i was like oh sure i think I it'll be the full version because they've just they've said it will be feature parity with xbox version but I, I do think we are talking now in the realms of Switch 2, because even if the deal gets done in this year, 2023, you, you can't turn around a port that fast. You know, the earliest I would expect this to be would be late 2024. And then, yes, you are looking at Switch 2. Yeah, I, think. No, I definitely think whenever they made these sort of deals there for future hardware more than, I mean, I know they mentioned the number, which might equate to Switch sales now, but I think they are thinking for further ahead and what potentially a new device could handle. I agree playing Call of Duty on the Switch as it is now would not be the best experience. But, you know, you could then also play it on the go, hypothetically. I don't know. I, I think there would be people who would be interested in playing COD on the Switch or equivalent. So one thing that they said that they, or Brad Smith suggested that there wasn't really any uh, wiggle room on was the idea that Activision and Blizzard and Call of Duty would somehow be decoupled from one another and Microsoft would only ultimately <clears throat> buy a smaller piece of all of that. Um, do you, Victoria, did you believe them when they said that? Or was it more sort of, did you read it as more like their hopes and dreams? I think they like... believe that that's what they want to do. Um, I think realistically, when you asked Liv that question, my first thought was they're going to have to give something up and it will have to be something big to make it go through like the Call of Duty or the um, King or whatever. Um, I realize that Microsoft will be incredibly reluctant to do that because obviously they made the deal with having that IP and the mobile arm in mind but I, that's the only thing I think is going to be able to swing you know Sony to be like okay yeah crack on with this I, I really think it's going to have to be something really really big now even if it's just for Sony to save face I don't think Sony's going to want to sort of suddenly be like actually you know what we've been fighting this for what over a year now they, they're going to have to do a really big olive branch to make either party back down now I think Mm. that's the thing like nintendo and nvidia 
are nice additions, but I can't think of another company that they can necessarily do a deal with to expand out any further. So I think I sort of agree with Victoria that they would have to make some sort of concession. Um, but if they do that, I think that will really then show the true intention of Microsoft buying this company. Because if they say, right, you know what, we'll give up Call of Duty and, you know, or Activision Blizzard, we'll just buy King because actually mobile is what we wanted all along. That will be very revealing. Yeah. But if they don't want to give up Call of Duty, then that is in turn sort of improving the importance of Call of Duty to them when that's the one thing they're trying to say is not that important <laughs> because they want to buy the whole company. So I, I sort of feel like they can't back down on that now by, by giving a concession because they've had all these arguments in order to try and build the whole thing, uh, to, to buy the whole thing. So it would be, I think it would be very revealing if they did try and make a concession, but I don't see them trying to do that at this point. I think we have two very stubborn parties and it's going to be, yeah, th this is definitely going to be something that we're hearing about, I think, for a long while to come, because I don't think either party is going to want to be the one to back down from what they have said is what they want to have happen. So it's it's like two bulls in a ring just constantly. <laughs> well, yeah. they have to make their minds up sometime, the, the regulators. Um, the EU has a deadline of April, and I think that's pretty similar for the others, although the latest on the FTC lawsuit, I'm not uh, 100% on. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's the regulators that make their minds up. And, and I imagine Sony will never be happy with Microsoft owning Activision Blizzard. There's literally nothing that Microsoft could do to make them smile about it. But it's is there is there something that Microsoft could do that make the regulators rubber stamp at the end of the day? And um, I, I've been thinking about this too. And I think that the regulators have raised a few issues one of which is access to Call of Duty, another is Microsoft's um, subscriptions, and the other one is Microsoft's cloud streaming. NVIDIA does, I think, do some go some way to addressing the cloud streaming. And uh, clearly the Nintendo deal is meant to sort of go some way to uh, calming the regulators down over access to Call of Duty, and Microsoft's previously been very vocal about this contract that Brad Smith waved in the air that he wants to offer to PlayStation as well for 10 years. But the subscriptions thing is something that they haven't addressed. And um, it was interesting what you were saying about we we, we might, as the time goes on, um, see exactly what Microsoft cares about in terms of what they're willing or not willing to budge on. And they've not made any real concessions over the, they're not even said that Call of Duty will go into Game Pass. I feel like they've not said that Call of Duty will go into Game Pass just so they're never, they've never been on the record about that and it them being a concern for the regulators. But you've got to think that it will be. I don't know why you pay that amount of money and don't put it in Game Pass because it would be such a win for your subscription. And I was thinking a concession might ultimately be for them to say that we're going to put this in Game Pass, but when we say equal access to PlayStation, we do mean that, and we'll allow you to have Call of Duty in PlayStation Plus, maybe maybe for a limited amount of time, you know, like a certain number of years, or uh, you know, like a certain amount of time after the game launches. But you know, if Microsoft is that going out there saying, look, the future of the industry is cross-platform and it's open access to all of these games. Is the logical um, sort of endpoint for that them saying, well, it will be 
free to access on PlayStation Plus as well. There, Sony, you can't now say that we are giving you anything better than what you have already. And in fact, a better deal than you have already because if you want to buy Call of Duty on PlayStation, it's 70 quid in a box. So you don't get it on PlayStation Plus. True. I think as well, the regulators need to also think of the broader picture um, that, yes, there's this one deal, but if this were to go through, what would the implications then be on the wider industry? Will we then see a snowball effect of even more companies thinking, great, well, if they've bought you know, Activision Blizzard, who are Sony going to buy next? Who's going to buy Square Enix? Who's going to buy whoever? Um, and everyone just starts buying anyone and everyone because there's a precedent set. And I think that that, is, that could be quite dangerous um, to set that precedence with this deal. Um, for the rest of the industry as, as a whole. So um, I think no one's going to be acquiring anyone else until this goes through. But I think if it does, there could be a big impact there across the wider industry. And I think that's that's a lot of responsibility that needs to be considered, not just Microsoft versus Sony. I still reckon the only reason Sony hasn't bought Square Enix is because they're trying to hold up face right now. I think if this deal wasn't going through, they would have definitely made an offer. By deal going through, I mean ongoing, going yeah. on. <laughs> and they've got a good deal with Square Enix at the moment, really. Like Final Fantasy, the, the bits of Square Enix that people actually care about are pretty closely aligned with PlayStation, PlayStation already. And then the bits that people don't care about, PlayStation's like, all right, Square Enix, you go on and make, I don't know, whatever ridiculous <laughs> name game they've got coming up with next some people care, give it to Tom. nintendo <laughs> yeah you can have octopath traveler nintendo i mean do you think if, um... all platforms <laughs> <laughs> do you I, it's square enix is an interesting one do you think that square enix would go for the deal because they do do stuff on all platforms and you know a lot of stuff they do do for nintendo and it does quite well maybe if it's oh, not games that would... we write about it that much but I reckon they'd go for it. They're streamlining. I think they'd yeah. go for it. I mean, they definitely. Maybe they're showing they're in a bit of trouble. They're trying to get into crypto, so who knows what will happen with that? Um, I guess you know, being bought by Sony would be security, but would Sony then be forced to say, "No, no, we'll agree to put Final Fantasy on other consoles in the same way that Microsoft did in with Call of Duty." Um, you know, there's already a precedence for that. Can they suddenly make Final Fantasy exclusive because it's such a big franchise? I mean, it doesn't sell as much as it maybe the perception of it is. Um, but 14 in particular is incredibly popular on PC. So there's no way that they'd want to give that up and say that that's exclusive, exclusively PlayStation. Mm. So, But PlayStation does PC one. games. So I, I don't think they would that's ever need to been off the pc bits but i i it would be a weird fit for me for them to be owned by sony and still put out stuff on nintendo maybe it would happen maybe seems unlikely um well do we think the deal is gonna go through Liv? let's let's start with you uh do you think it's gonna happen do you think we'll be sat here in six months talking about Activision being part of Microsoft? I don't think so. In my opinion, I don't think that they've, even with this, with, you know, NVIDIA and, and Nintendo, I don't think that they've 
proved enough to the the courts basically that it won't be a massive kind of monopoly on cod so i think no okay there's one vote for no victoria what about you what do you think i still think it will go through eventually i think we will still be here talking about it in six months not necessarily because the deal's been done but we'll still be talking about it i'm sure agreed okay ed what about you um, I'll say that I don't actually don't think I'd want it to go through because I think that it does set a slightly worrying precedent and I think it's going to cause some really radical shifts if it does, but I think it probably will. And I think that is because I think the video game industry is still young in the eyes of these regulators. And I think that they maybe don't, they probably don't even know what Call of Duty is until now. And they, I think, will probably be sweet-talked by Microsoft being this big company and, and playing the business game to get it through without thinking of the implications for the industry and for gamers. So I think it will go through um, through some business sweet-talk, but I would prefer it if it didn't. I think it will go through with further concessions. It's interesting... It was interesting to hear Brad Smith speak and reference previous Microsoft uh, cases which have gone through antitrust and say, look, you know, regulators, you can trust us. This, this, is, this is another deal in a long line of deals that we've done and none of them have ultimately turned out to be that problematic. You know, Microsoft owning Skype didn't suddenly kill, like, the industry for... Uh, like instant messaging, and uh, and Microsoft is a is a well known company. I think there's a lot of hesitancy among resident, uh, regulators over what they've seen as uh, a natural monopoly with Facebook or Meta, which gobbled up WhatsApp and Instagram, and now owns a huge chunk of that market and is seemingly unless. Meta continues to screw itself. <laughs> it's uh, it's very dominant in that uh, area. Um, but that is an interesting question you raise, Ed. Like, do we want it to go through? Um, I, th I think the majority of us, sorry, Liv, have said that we think it will. But maybe back to you, Liv. Do you think that it should? No, that's why I said no. I'm sticking to my... To my <laughs> you don't want it. Dreams. I don't want it to go through. I just... I just don't like I don't like monopolization by one or a select few companies and if Microsoft gets ABK it's like just kind of for me it's just sort of pushing the idea of oh there's in the gaming industry there's only these two or three Nintendo Microsoft Sony all battling each other out um, and like Ed says uh, you know the the wider implications of it on the gaming industry could be pretty, pretty bad. Victoria, what do you think? Do you think Microsoft should buy it? Uh, see, we've asked me this before and last time I said I didn't really care and I still don't really care, um, which is maybe bad. Maybe I don't understand enough of what these wider implications are. I'm not a business person. It, it has no bearing on me personally and maybe I should be more invested in it. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't really, if it goes through, 
good for Sony. No, if it goes through good for Microsoft, if it doesn't go through good for Sony, I, I, I don't really have a strong opinion either way of which way it should or shouldn't go. I think it's a very healthy way to be, unlike some people on Twitter this week who <laughs> clearly care too much about it. Um, Ed, you've sort of answered this already. You said that you hope it doesn't happen, even though you think yeah, it will. Yeah, I, d- I don't want it to go through. I think... As I said, it sets a dangerous precedent, and and I'm sort of with Liv that I don't think that big companies should be allowed to just gobble up smaller ones. Um, you know, I'm kind of on the side of the underdogs generally. Um, That's capitalism, and, and baby. Exactly. <laughs> Screw that. So, um, I, and I and I understand. You know, there are there are always every big company is owned by another big company somewhere, and there's some rich person at the top of it. Um, I don't particularly think that they should be allowed to just keep buying and buying and buying and everything just escalates and snowballs and you know ultimately we get to a point where it's not even microsoft versus sony it's it's two other big people who own those companies somewhere at the top or whatever and i just i I don't like the idea of that um so i would rather it didn't go through i want it to go through uh, just to offer a different opinion, I think that uh, I think there are definitely reasons why it would be good for Activision Blizzard. I think that the deal going through will probably see Bobby Kotick leave, probably with a pile of money, but he will be gone at that point. And I don't think that he is a um, Very good nice person, person to be at the top of that company. And uh, that's a fair point. That's what I should say about that. But And I also think that, you know, Microsoft has, and I think, you know, a lot of this, you could just chalk up to theatrics, but it has made good moves um, with the current ongoing wave of unionization for employees within uh, the Bethesda arm of the company, obviously, which it owns. Um, and Activision Blizzard has obviously had a lot of issues trying to get unionized recently. And also, I just think that it, it will be, you know, massive drama. And I, it throws up so many questions. And I, you know, selfishly, personally, I'm really interested in seeing what happens. So, yeah. It's pitching you there at, in Brussels with your popcorn, watching it all. <laughs> God, that press Hello. conference was... So weird, so weird. It was such a weird day. It was a very long day because it was there and back in a day. And uh, there weren't very many people from the UK going out. There weren't that many people there. Um, and I, remember I, I got there like super early and I just sort of sat around on my laptop waiting for it to start. And uh, Phil Spencer sort of walked past in the background and uh he was too busy thinking of hi-fi rush so he was playing hi-fi yeah, rush. yeah this is it because i think when <laughs> it originally like when when we'd originally been sort of t- told about this thing that was going to happen uh it was phil spencer's name had come up and then i saw him in the background too far away to yell a question at but um and i could he didn't seem like pissed off or 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 overly jubilant, you know, I was trying to read his face and sort of get a mood because he'd just come out of the hearing. Um, and it was also weird to know that in like a room about 100 meters away, people that we write about in the industry, people who, you know, are actually names that people who read Eurogamer and 
watch the newscast will will know Bobby Kotick, Jim Ryan from Sony, uh, Phil Spencer from Xbox. They were all in a room together, um, like a UN of bigwigs, uh, trying to you know trying to be friendly to each other, I suppose. Um, and he'd just come out of that, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, at least he's here. And then, yeah, I saw that tw- uh, tweet from him saying, oh, I really like to play Hi-Fi Rush to chill out in the evenings. And he's just back in his hotel room. He's left Brad Smith to um, to do the, the press briefing instead. Maybe Phil would have come out if they'd made some progress with Sony and because they didn't, they left it to Brad Smith. I don't know. Uh yeah. You just reminded me of something. You know, uh, there was that tweet when they mentioned that Nintendo was going to get Call of Duty. Did they not say Xbox games generally? Does that mean like Halo could go onto Nintendo? The, yeah, you're right. Um, so there was a, like a JPEG of the statement, and that specifically said Call of Duty on Nintendo. And then when Brad Smith tweeted that, he phrased it to say xbox games on nintendo i understand that the the jpeg the statement is the accurate one and uh the stuff that brad smith said suggested to me at least that it was more than that and i don't think that that is necessarily the case um i think that it it sort of speaks to brad smith I mean, he's not the boss of Xbox. That's Phil Spencer. Brad Smith is the president of Microsoft, and uh, people were people. You know, there were there were some questions, and people sort of did ask him some gaming related questions, and he sort of had to say, "Look, I don't want to like, I don't want to say the wrong thing." You know, I'm not Phil Spencer, uh, so I. I I think that he just Phil, sort stop of playing Hi-Fi Rush. Get in here. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't... I don't know what this master of chief is you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know my Sonic from my, my from my Mario, so it was a bit that I think with that one. It was weird. Yeah, there was a lot of confusion going around, and no one knew quite what was going on. The thing is, haven't Microsoft already done a bit of a deal with Nintendo because? Some of their exclusives like Cuphead and Ori are already ported to Nintendo. So yeah. they have already worked together. So it's not as if that's completely out of realism. No, like a bunch of stuff's on there. And I think that if there was a game that came along that also made sense to go on Switch, then maybe 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 it still would. But uh and also this deal was talked about back in December for Call of Duty. And also, as we've said already, this deal literally means nothing if the deal to get Activision Blizzard doesn't come through. Um, and then they've still got to make the thing. So when exactly we'll see it? I don't know. Anyway, uh, that was this week. Who knows what will happen next week? We've still got a couple of months of this stuff yet, at the very least. And that's if it all gets wrapped up on time, which... That's not going to happen. No, probably not. <laughs> Um, so yeah do join us for more I'm sure there will be more uh, until then thank you for watching if you made it that far it's much appreciated uh, Ed where can people find you on Twitter you can find me at Ed underscore Knights uh, Victoria uh, I'm Lil Chop Shop Cow and Liv I am at Just Cast Holy and I'm at Tom Phillips thank you for watching again we'll see you next time bye bye
See you That's later. true. <laughs> Bye.